Peace and blessings, everybody, and welcome back to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. This is Karev, and I'm recording this after the RZA premiere beat battle on Instagram. We will be talking about that on our Heritage Hip Hop series. But as for tonight, we have a special treat. We are coming back to the podcast with an interview with the lyrical lieutenant of the Flip Mode Squad. Stand up, everybody, and represent for Rampage, the last Boy Scout, the lyrical lieutenant, the man that not only stood out as a newcomer on the Flavor in Your Ear remix, but made sure he represented his movement and his flip mode squad to the best of his ability. What has Rampage been up to since flip mode and what's going on with him now? Well, you'll find out in this interview. So make sure you stay tuned and get the jewels that he drops on being an individual, giving back to the hip hop culture and making sure that when he drops, he brings something meaningful and relevant to the game. This podcast is brought to you by Transparent Credit Repair, the superheroes of the financial literacy and credit world. For anyone out there wanting to let their wallets breathe a little bit by getting debt off their back and learning how to make income and have wealth attached to their names. Please contact Transparent Credit Repair at www.transparentcreditrepair.com or you could call 862-250-5122 and your code on the website will be HH1. That's Heritage Hip Hop 1. For everybody out there listening, we thank you for coming back. Our last interview was great, but we keep getting better and better. So make sure you stay tuned for this one. After this little break that we go on, I'm going to come back with my commentary. And you're going to hear some more great things coming from Heritage Hip Hop. So without further ado, here we go. Peace and blessings, everybody. This is Karev from Heritage Hip Hop. And you always know when you listen to Heritage Hip Hop. We don't want to just talk hip-hop music. We like to glorify the hip-hop culture and talk to people who have built the culture. Please introduce yourself to everybody that's listening right now. Right now, I'm the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad, Rampage. Sir, it is a pleasure, and it's an honor to get to talk to you. Well, um... Most people talk to people who have been in the game. They always ask about how you got started or they ask about who you ran with. And personally, they could do their Google for that. But if you would like to tell them some of your history, you can let them know who you are if they don't know. Well, my history is I'm Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flip Mode Squad. That's one. You know, um, know, I've been... been, uh, I've been a part of this hip-hop culture since 92. I came in the game with Buster Rhymes, which is my first cousin. Um, also, my group, Flip Mo Squad. Um, I've been grinding ever since. Well, your grind is a testament of not only being able to get rewarded while being alive. People respect your word. And that's something that I think in hip-hop is missing right now because a lot of people are making sounds but they're not making music and keeping their word let's go let's focus on your word most people who i ask for heritage hip-hop because i like to i like to bring the culture of of the hip-hop and not lose the essence of the hip-hop culture is this i ask them what's the greatest remix of all time and they all most people will say craig mack flavor in your ear And, and and okay and your verse is one of the standout points in the um in in the in the remix because I remember when it came out, people didn't know you as being part of the flip mode. People used to argue that damn he nice as hell. This nigga must be in Wu Tang because when he said you fucking with the wrong clan and the wrong man, people were trying to find who you were. What do you think people finally got when they figured out who you were when they really heard your music? Well, you know I've been I've been I've been doing this since '92, so my very first song was Beware of the Ramsack. And I was the first artist to put out a record on flip mode. So let's get that out the way. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, being being a part of a, a, a all star all star cast, you know, affiliation is a mug. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. what I what I do got to do is I got to thank Buster and Craig Mack for you know 
you know, making that situation happen for me because, again, at the time before I got to that record, I was going through some things with my own personal single, you know, whereas, you know, you know, you know, I didn't have that commercial, you know, look that I was looking for, or but I had the underground. So with the Beware of the Ramsack single, which was produced by Rashad Smith, co-produced by Salam Remy. Right. So, you know, um, in between going through that, you know, you know, like Buster said to me, you know, you know, that, that, you know, you have to, when you fall, you got to get back up. You can't just stand there. And, you right. know, that always stuck in my head. And, you know, I got an opportunity to be a part of something that was major. That was a great look for me. Plus, you know, God works in, God works in great timing. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes we have to walk in faith in order to get to where we need to get to. So I got an opportunity to be a part of that remix. And, you know, at, at one time I said no, but then when I got to the studio, I was just singing a different tune because then you see a guy like Puffy in the studio, come on, man, you know, we waiting on you to do your verse. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, give me 15 minutes, man. And Buster's in the corner writing his, LL done finished his, Diggy done laid down his, Craig done. Craig didn't let, you know, he didn't lay down his yet, but I, but I heard a pieces of it. So, mm -hmm. so now I'm in this atmosphere at the right place at the right time. You know what I'm saying? Because again, I was going through something because I didn't think my, my single Beware the Ramsack was, was more commercial that I needed to be at, but it was just enough by moving 60,000 units on that single. So, you know, it was kind of a, an underground success at that time. Plus, I was the first artist on flip mode. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. All that was a blessing, and all that was is you got to get up and you got to keep it moving, and you gotta you gotta not be on this record. You gotta be on all records. You gotta show your affiliation. You have to you have to show you you have to show artistmanship. You have to. You have to go out here and grind. You have to move and shake. You got to shake these hands. You got to be at the right place at the right time. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. being on that record, you know, puts me in the right place at the right time because I was a rookie. Plus, you know, I had to show off too because everybody had rings but me. And that was me really, you know, showing everybody who Rampage the last Boy Scout was. Facts. And part of what makes your story necessary for hip-hop rather than just a story is that you transverse and have went through the underground to commercial success and then you through your story have led people to appreciate hip-hop in a way of like what you said grinding it is the underdog that makes the story not the so-called right. mainstream leaders that make you appreciate right. the story you see what i'm saying right and from your career, there's some things that really pop out to me. Because people will ask you about Buster Rhymes. You said that's your first cousin. You'll salute the right. family. Buster Rhymes is one of the greats. Right. But in focusing on you, though, one right. thing that I always, one thing that I always respected about you is your beat selection and how you dance on tracks rather than you rhyme on tracks. How did right. you find your sound and, and make your voice pronounced in hip hop instead of sounding like other people, like a lot of artists do today? Well, you know. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta give that to listening. I'm an artist of listening. First thing, you gotta know yourself to order match yourself for beats. And I'm, 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 I'm gonna use this as an example. And this is the example. It's like when you're an artist and you hear a dope beat like a shook one, or you'll hear or protect, protect your neck beat, you already know what you're going to do to it if it was yours. So I kind of like, I kind of like take blueprints from that. And I just listen to beats and I say, what was so-and-so was on this? Now what would happen if I was on it and I, and I set it off real crazy with my bars and then I match my bars up with how this beat is going. Sometimes I hear different things in the record that a lot of artists don't here you know what i'm saying because again you have to pay attention and you have to listen to what you like 
And I feel like if you could pay attention to what you like and you put the right lyrics on what you like, I think everybody in the world will feel you. You know what I'm saying? So throwing out my career, I always pick stuff that I like, not what other people like. You know what I'm saying? I pick right. stuff that I think my core audience would feel. I I, I just do that. I, I, sometimes I think it's luck because <laughs> how people will receive it, I don't see it that way. I just right. do things based on mind, body, and soul. You know what I'm saying? I base my stuff on if I feel it, if it's dope, I already know what type of verse to put on the record. And another thing, just to let everybody know, I don't write nothing down. Everything was off top of my head. Okay. Okay. Well, I want to ask you this, because finding your sound means being truthful to yourself and to the culture itself. One of the standout tracks you made was um, The Night Before My Shit Dropped. You got a story behind that track? You're like the second person I heard. You like the second person that in this week has been talking about that. But go ahead, I'm listening. No, I just wanted to know, like, because you're being truth to yourself. What did they say? And, and, and tell me about how that track came together, because it's a well, it's the, a standout track. Well the, well, well, the track came together was me being nervous, <laughs> you know, like the night before Christmas, me being nervous because my joint is dropping soon. I'm, I'm getting a full-length album. I'm, I have got an opportunity. I built up my credit so much that I got an opportunity to put things out the way I want to put them out, and I'm nervous. So the night before my shit dropped, that's where that came from. And also, Buster was like, what, what's going on? You nervous? All right, well, that's what you should call the song, the night before my shit dropped. Yeah, that song is dope because, like I said, in hip-hop, we hear the same stuff continuously. Sex, drugs, murder, or you're tough. Right. Sex, right. drugs, murder. And, like, especially in 90s music, and a lot of people today actually crave for our music from the 90s because they hear a certain amount of truth in it, and that's why that song stands out, in my opinion, is because not too many people are making songs about, damn, this is before my junk drop, how I feel, what's going on? How, you, you know what I'm saying? And, and that yeah. track right there captures the essence in hip-hop that most people are too scared to release. Why do you think people are scared to tell the truth rather than just live a facade in the music? Because, I, you know, I know me. I want to never give my fans, um, I never want to sell my fans a wolf ticket. Right. I always want to give my fans 100. And I just think, you know, a lot of artists from that era is just scared to be themselves. You know what I mean? They lost themselves. So if you lost yourself, sometimes you're never going to come back. Me, I ain't never lost myself. It's just I always elevate and I always keep a relationship. I'm always doing something. To mm -hmm. always balance out me. You got to know how to balance yourself. You can't lose yourself. Again, so what, you know, this ain't your error. But, again, I could rhyme with the best of them. You know what I mean? I'm an excellent. I'm, I'm a flip mode squadian. Like, you know, <laughs> my whole squad is just lyrical. All what You got to be lyrical to be in my squad. So, again, it could be 15. It could be 20 years. It don't matter. When I when I get in the building with my squad, everything matches up. You know what I'm saying? We all a match. You know what I yeah. mean? So you have to be real with yourself. And if you can't be real with yourself, you need to not do it no more. I agree. Because people want to live the fantasy but not embrace the reality. Because reality is the script that talks to the people who really play their parts. You see what I'm saying? Right. And there's nothing like making a song that, well, I haven't made the song. You made the song. So from a fan's point of view, it's nothing like hearing the song that speaks to you rather than one that speaks around you. You see what I'm saying? How does that, how, how, how does that statement, what does that statement mean to you? Say, say it one more time. Cause I, that, 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 as a fan. you in my headphones. Go ahead. Okay. Well, well, I say as a fan, it means more when you hear music that speaks to you then hear a song that speaks around you. Well, I agree. You know what I'm saying? I agree. But, that, but again, that's what I made music for. So mm. 
it could be therapeutic for real MCs because real MCs always need to be heard. So I speak on things and I rhyme on things that I want to be clear on because there's a lot of artists that, again, they're scared to, they like gimmicks. You ain't no gimmick. You know what I'm saying? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the lyrical lieutenant. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's I, right. I didn't earn that name by being gimmicky. I earned that name by, you know, spitting a certain type of way, but spitting in my, in my ways and in my lane. And every time I stayed in my lane, I never, I never came different on, you know, any, any record that I touch, I always came different, but I kept it me. I never, I never did no 52 fake out. I never, I never <laughs> shortened nobody with no verses. I never did no disciple raps. Like, I don't do that. With real MCs don't do that, you know? Well, one of my favorite songs from you is No Love in the Room. And it's funny that uh, uh, that song. Uh, that's one of my favorite songs, like, like in the world, like, and, yeah. I, and, and that was actually, that was something that, I was going through with me and my baby brother, so mm. I had to, um, that was just, all that, all that was just real, you know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and my, and, and, and every time I, I, rem- I just remember times, you know, talking to my baby brother and he didn't have no coat and I just came and got him and we just went downtown Brooklyn and I told him to pick anything that he wanted. It didn't even matter because I didn't want to lose my baby brother to the block. So I, I'd yeah. rather keep him close to me than lose him. So that's what I mean by no love in the room when my, my, my pops wasn't around some time and, you know, just, 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 it's the way that song was formatted. You know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. couldn't, I couldn't do it over. You know what I'm saying? That was just something that I really had to get off my chest. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. I mean, that song spoke to so many of us who listen to the music, not just hear the music. You know what I'm saying? Because like, right. like I said, that that song was so impactful that three groups in three different, a few different decades reused that song. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like uh, even yeah. how people like like people people love Little Brother and Sean Dawn. That beat was the focus of that song, and even from the original um sample, was it the Fifth Dimension? Like you right, really right. spoke some truth that really opened the hearts of the listener, not just opened their ears. Why do you think so many um people rap today can't do that or won't? Because it, because again, I'm a man of words. I'm a um I'm swift for what I say. Like when I when I when I rap, mm-hmm. it's certain things that I can say. I want people to get seven different ways. Right. Like I could say um, I say Jews dripping, honey's tripping, Billy Blue Truck twenty three states spinning. Name on the leather logos on the engine. Big money dog, I'm spit, big money spending. Boy, street cats who back with a vengeance. My guns in the stash box, shoot off your hinges. I see the world through my Cartier lenses. I'm a rich dude, I crash four benzes. Party at my loft, you can bring all your friends in. Drove Hennessy with cranberry. Shorties want to crush on my eyes, it's all cherry. Mommy looking right, yo, she look like Holly Berry. Iceberg suit, matching hat, Tom and Jerry. Big screen, DVD, library. Watching Godfather and my couch is Burberry. Like, like I'm a man. Like, I, 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 it has to be clear, and I want you to listen. It, but I also want you to like, if I was in the crowd, to recite my words. Right. You know, I do it. I, I do it because I know people are listening. And once I lay it, and once I get it in the pipe, I just want people to always remember what I'm saying. Because again. Sometimes people forget people's songs. I want people. I want to be rememberable. You know what I'm saying? I don't want. Of course. I just don't be one of those artists like one time hit a quitter. Oh, I remember the record. That's the only record I like. Nah, I wasn't them type of MCs. I was. I was. I'm one of them MCs. I could be with my group. I could be solo. I could be on the Buster album. I could be on people's albums outside of that. You won't notice me. Just like how you notice Jay Z, anything he do, you notice. He say certain things. Everybody was like, "Oh my God, what is he thinking?" <laughs> that's I, that's what I, you know. I come up in the era of Biggie and Jay Z, which was Biggie was one of my closest friends. Where I would sit in sessions and watch Biggie do do his his thing without writing nothing down. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that that was amusing to me. But Biggie was also one of those MCs that were real really clear. When he spit, it was just forceful. I have them same type of tactics. Jay got them same type of tactics. 
Right. I can. It don't matter who's on the record. It doesn't okay. matter. I already know. I hear things in the record that a lot of MCs don't hear in the record. When I listened to Flavor in Your Ear, that was the first thing I was just thinking about. First thing mm-hmm. I was thinking about was, what can I say that people are going to remember? So first <laughs> words of Flavor in Your Ear was 2194. Now, if anybody don't know anything about that, I just said it just to have everybody bugging, but that was two, at that time, that was 200 years ahead of time. That's how I felt like my rhymes was, 2194. Mad motherfucker hardcore. It's my time to burn the rich floor. The flavor in your ear is the Boy Scout that make outs. I make up the rappers have doubts. Key point. I make up the rappers have doubts. They're fucking with the wrong man and the wrong clan. That's it. Now you got to get your dome split. I go into my knapsack with my gat, take off my hat. Yes, I'm just cool like that. The dangerous ruggedness from the flappish abyss, BLS 97. BLS 97 kiss bounce to this. I'm going to live long in this rap game. Niggas know my name. Hey, yo, Puffy, burn them in the flame. You see how I broke it down? I was, mm-hmm. I was very precise on what I wanted to say. It didn't, it didn't matter who was on the record. I had to stand out. I had to be the new rookie and it has to, it had to go along with what everybody was saying. And it's crazy that I didn't just listen to everybody's verse. It was crazy that while everybody was writing their verse, I was just listening to the record about 20 and 30 times. And after the 30th one time, I had my verse and it was ready to go. And when mm-hmm. everybody heard it back, I did it like in two takes. Everybody heard it back. It was like, yeah, that's dope. That's dope. But then when I went to go perform it and then, then I saw – I, I went on UK and, and the record come on and they were singing my verse. That means I did my job. That's right. That's right. So, but, but I, now see, you said something that sparked something within me because this is something I talk to a lot of young MCs, uh, up and comer MCs who are rappers now. I want to ask you, what gratification do you get being an MC? That's differs or is different from having a solo record to a group record because you're just as synonymous with the group as you are with the solo. And some right. even argue that it's vice versa, that the, your, your group has actually got more exposure through flip mode than solo. So what, what exactly is the victory or, or that you get from the solo as opposed to the group record? Well, only thing I get is I, I can skate on whatever. Mm. It, it doesn't matter. Once a, once an MC, always an MC. If I'm solo, I'm the same. If I'm with my group, I'm the same. I, 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 only time I change is, is when the music changes. So whatever feeling that the music has, that's when, that's when these bars start getting more clever when I'm with the mm-hmm. group. And when I hear some new beats that are for me, that's when I, it gets more clever. That means I, it's like my, 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 my style is to like, I go higher than what it is. I don't go back on, 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 on verses. I go, I go, I go a level higher. So mm. being with the group, I go a level higher. I grow. So if I haven't run with the group for a while and then I just jumped on the record, then I'm going to run rampant through the record. It doesn't even matter. It don't matter who's doing what. I'm just, I'm going to be me. <laughs> right, right. I'm going to be me, right? And then I can record the whole album and then go do a solo album and then I will have a bigger energy so anytime I rhyme with somebody and the, and the records are in pocket then my, my 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 level of the bars and the way I spit and that's bars with a Z you know what I'm saying it it, <laughs> it, it goes it goes up and like I, I say every 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 year I get older I get better so Oh, we'll talk about that in a minute. I'm I'm, I'm sharper than the I'm I'm the Liverpool lieutenant. What more can I say? (laughs) Well, we're going to talk about that in a minute because um, you got some stuff that I really want want to focus on. But being that we did talk about the group and everything, and I I don't want to stay there too often, every MC is their own worst critic. What person in flip mode pushed you 
to show you that there's even more in you that could come out and be better. Um, Digger. Mm. Digger. Digger pushed me. How so? Like, what I, happened? I, I know, you know, no, I'm just, I'm just saying. It's just, mm-hmm. again, there's, there's different levels to the group. So when it, when it, when it, when it comes to them type of levels, when I hear Digger, she make me hype. When I hear Boss, he make me hype. When I hear Lord Have Mercy, he makes me hype. When I hear Baby Sham, he makes me hype. When I hear Spliff, he makes me hype. And mm-hmm. what that shit, what that does for me is, oh shit, this is about to be something crazy. Yeah. Because Digger gonna say the most illest punchlines in the world, but then I'm sitting in the corner like, oh shit. And then I'm hearing this shit back 10, 20 times. Then I'd be like, ah, there you go. Because it's like a puzzle. <laughs> when you listen to somebody rap, it's like a puzzle. And it's not you trying to outshine anybody. It's just you have to get into your own chamber. You have to get into your own element to match what they're doing. Because if you don't match, then you can't be on the record. That's how we would play. If you didn't match, then you mm. wasn't on the record. It's not personal. It's just, again, we already know who's going to rhyme on this record. Everybody gets the chance to rhyme on the record. Sometimes you can have an off night. You ain't getting on this record. It ain't personal. Yeah. You just you just missed the train. You was off. Any yeah. basketball, any player, if you ain't on time, you can't get on this record. Word. Me, you know, again, it goes by listening. You can't come every time the same way. Notice all those records I'm on, I never came the same time. I always, I always kept it fresh. I always said some wild shit. But I said some wild shit because I was feeling good and I knew, knew, I knew anybody else wasn't going to say it the way I was going to say it. That's interesting that you said that because I'm, I'm, I'm going to put something out and I want to know if you agree with me after this question. But first, the first the question. Um, to build the question up, this is what happens was one of my favorite tracks on the Flip Mode album. You see what I'm saying? Right. And that's you and Digger and I, I gotta, I gotta go on, I gotta go on point and say, I think, I think that Flip Mode album was a definite bona fide classic when it comes to looking at the hip hop culture. My, my, my question is, kind of regarding what you said and off, the, and off of the group dynamic, what did the game miss by Flip Mode not coming back after that album? In my opinion, I think Dipset's energy came off of y'all energy because it didn't, it was left. And they picked it up. But what do you think? I don't think I can't compare none of them to us. You know why? Because Good. we classic. That's why we didn't put out another record. We like mm. we like rock stars. Something sometimes you can't duplicate shit. Sometimes you just gotta let shit sometimes it's just gotta just be one. One record. Yeah. Like, like I can't compare it to nothing because, again, it was unorthodox. It wasn't planned. It was yeah. all based on Scratch coming to the studio and giving us a whole bunch of records. And he would Talk leave. to him. He's he, very he underappreciated. Would, he, would, he, would, he would leave. These, let me tell you, like, the sum of the process was. What I love about my group and what makes us so witty was our producer, DJ Scratch, is a genius. Mm-hmm. He would just yes. make, he would just make the beats right, and just leave. He would come by the studio and leave and disappear, right? <laughs> by the time he came back, at least half of them things was done that he left. Mm. Like we wasn't trying to do it to cross over. We wasn't trying to do it to. It wasn't. It was. It was like it was raw. That's what makes that album. I haven't heard an album like that raw put together. Never. Not from no group. You can name any one of them groups and I'm a I'ma sit here and, and wait. You know what I'm saying? I haven't never heard an album like you can listen to all our albums and let me show you what you don't know. Let me show you I'm I'm gonna put you on to uh something that's crazy about my group and you can go back and listen to all one of them albums together. All of them shits connected each other like a puzzle. Okay. I and notice on all those albums, all seven albums, including Diggers and Minds and Busters and, and the Foot Mode, if you put all them albums together, they like puzzles. But they go together and you notice that I'm running rampant through all of that. Like 
I'm I'm placed on certain things in that like you you notice it's like you have to you you don't get the group or the solo unless you put it all together. If you're a true fan, you got all eight seven albums. Mm-hmm. And every time you listen to the album, it gives you that that grit, that analog, that mmm. Nobody would rhyme to. There's only five years left. Nobody in hip hop has a record talking about there's only five years left. Or mm-hmm. when you listen to Buster Rhymes to come and then you hear me. And now, you know, that all those records were entertaining. Mm-hmm. Ain't no other group had albums like that that was entertaining. And another thing, another of them groups wasn't messing with us with stage performance. Hell yes, no. that I can attest to. One of the so, greatest performers of all time. So, so we, sorry we left y'all, but <laughs> we wasn't we wasn't trying to out top albums or nothing. It was just everything is a feel. So yeah, we don't we don't cheat our fans. You know what I'm saying? We well, don't yeah. rush in the studio and cheat our fans. We we never did that. We didn't care, y'all, man. Y'all need to keep putting out albums. Y'all need to keep. It's just my my group. We like we we like Bon Jovi, man. We like Guns and Roses. We we classic like the Stones. You know what I'm saying? When we come, is when we go. It, it's never on time, but when we come, it's gonna be on time. So the new Flimmo album is crazy. So there's a new one coming. Oh, out. Of course. Yeah. Okay, because we've been waiting for it. Yeah, it's twenty cool. almost twenty some years, right? Like yeah. That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna be Oh, I know that. Oh man, I know that. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna keep it real with you. Rod Digger is my number one female MC ever. Period. Mine's too. Mine's too. And, and yeah. I mean, you know, she she's from the home team. We Jersey all day, so I mean, right. that's what it is. But 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 even when I said that statement, it wasn't to compare y'all. What I meant was there was a vacuum no, because it was nothing there. Okay. I know what you meant because the way we left it. But yeah. this time, when you iconic, you just gotta let it simmer. So wait, wait. Let me ask you. Let me, let me ask you this. So when the conglomerate and the flip mode came together to do that freestyle together, and the rush was amazing. Is that what made the wanting to do a new album happen? That it was still craved. No, we, for? we was we was always gonna do the new album. Oh, okay. Just, you know, we okay. just had to. We had to all just be in one room together. Everybody is not busy doing nothing. Just yeah. that, the the main focus is when we do our albums. Everybody, we don't we're not being distracted. You know, right. a lot of groups rush albums because they've been distracted. So I can name a couple of albums that just came out and then all them shits was tango. Them shits ain't go nowhere. Right, right, right. You right. know what I'm saying? And my what, what my group is. We are very mindful of what we put out. We don't put it out based on what people want us to put out. We put out what we feel, and this is what makes my group unique. When we come in the same room, it's like we all on one page. A lot of groups mm. went back and did new albums. They wasn't on the same page. Right. You like, what the fuck is this? You know what I'm saying? This shit tango. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, 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 I'm, I'm keeping it real with you. A lot of albums who came, them shits was all trash. You got to burn them shits and throw them in the flame. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but my group, we never, um, it's a mindful thing. It's a respectful thing. We're not trying to do nothing to mess up the legacy. Right. You know what I'm saying? We ain't trying to out-top each other. We ain't trying to, We we when we do it, we do it as a real unit. Ain't nobody, it ain't no management. It ain't nothing involved. It's just, it's just the beats and the rhymes. Yeah. We, everybody, everybody got their spirals. Everybody know what they're gonna do. We in the studio and we're having fun. The thing is, you're having fun being with your brother and your sisters. You know, making powerful moves happen. Yeah. Guess what? When you heard that first, when we, when I first heard the first record off the new album, I said, "Oh my God, this is, you know, this yeah. this one, this one is gonna be a biggie." Okay. You know what I'm saying? The people is going to be like, wow, like, can't wait. Why y'all just didn't put it out then? Because it wasn't, it wasn't its time. Right. You can't rush greatness, brother. You can't. 
Right. There's a lot of groups that came from that ever put out some albums right after that first one, and them shits was tango. <laughs> okay. You don't even remember those. And then you was hyping yourself to get it, but it just didn't meet that criteria. Right. Because Cats wasn't on the same page. Let me ask you this. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't cut you off. I was going to ask you this. Um, your voice is big. Because it's like you said, even when the song on the first um, Buster Rhymes album, you introduced the song with the L-O-N-S and that, right? Yeah. Your, song, your voice was even big with Flip Mode meets the Death Squad, which is called and arguably one of the best posse cut blend songs ever in hip-hop. Your group, the Flip Mode, everybody had a distinctive voice. So nobody overcut or undershot each one on the track. Even when y'all went and did the um the Janet you had the Janet Jackson sound, the Mariah Carey sound. Right. You y'all never ever I, I hate to put it in a in a in a in a slick way, but I'm gonna put it that way. Y'all never ever fornicated with the with the with the side of the game that's like, okay, we could put them in the box. How did that help you as you continue your career and continue making music? Because, again, we know each other, and we, we wasn't trying to do it to outshine each other. We was, out, we was just seeing it on the same page. We, were, we, we, we all like the same shit. You know what I'm right. saying? We, we think the same way, like Voltron, like Transformers. Mm. That's how we think. While everybody is trying to elevate, we stay on this one page. We don't go overboard. Mm. We, 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 it's when you go overboard, that's when your your career goes in the tank. You know what I'm saying? It's when you're thinking. We never think on nothing. Everybody lyrically, you know, when we rhyme together, it's like we rhyming together when we ain't together. Yeah. We could not rhyme for each other, with each other for 20 years and then go back to the room and create some dope shit, and it's the same shit. And we all thinking the same shit. It don't matter what levels we are in our in our career, we still think the same shit and we grind the same way. The hustle don't stop. It's like being in Guns N' Roses, just being in these iconic groups where we can still come back and be together and still bust bust everybody on their ass and then come back with a solo shit and fuck everybody up. Mm. Like 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 so so again for instance, while we while we finishing this album, Buss is putting the touches on his album, and I'm I'm finishing my two albums, which was which is when Hell Freezes Over Part One and Part Two. Mm-hmm. And I'm coming with two around the same time. Okay. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, because I got a lot to say. It's just it's been a minute, so you know, I just want to be able to. I don't want to cheat the fans. Because I know it's not enough that you haven't heard from me, but there's this when hell freezes over part one, part two, they gon' they gon' um I th- I'm doing it for the fans, man. And if it causes then it causes, who cares? You know what I'm saying? But I don't wanna <laughs> my fa- our fan base I don't I don't wanna cheat them. Right. Mm, okay, I'm well I don't cheat them. Well, well, let's, well, let's, well, let's update it, Jim. We don't have to stay on the flip mode thing. Let's go to you now. Well, and, and relatively some of the new things you've done. First of all, congratulations on your, your move towards health because we're losing too many people in this world, especially with what's going on today. And I'm glad to see you're still around. So salute to you for being serious about your longevity. So salute. And, um, and, and uh, even with that, there's other songs outside of flip mode that you took from being the first lieutenant to the general of Aiding new people find their voice. This song Legends is dope, bro. I love that song. You and C Red, that's great. That's a great song. And and, and and part and part of oh, you're very welcome. And part of um being a leader is the fact that you have to know what you're teaching before you teach it. So right. as a master craftsman of hip hop, what do you want to tell the people coming out now or even people who want help with their flows? Because you you your flowology is, is pronounced. How would you guide them today? Well, and, and it's funny that you're saying this because I actually teach school. I actually teach junior high school. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I, I do that, but um, 
about the culture because you can't teach old people anymore. You got to teach these youngins. You right. got to teach the, the youngins because these old people, you can't teach them chicks. They're lost. They're stuck in their old ways, and it's a mindset type of thing. Right. So, and this is when I'm bringing to the culture, and it's going to be on a major level. I'm starting a university called MBU University. Mm -hmm. MBU University where I'm teaching people 25 years of my experience on how to be in the music business. Things mm -hmm. that you don't do, things that you should do, things that you can follow. But I'm teaching in, in slang. And you, anybody from junior high school and up can get my curriculum on MBU University. So anybody in any parts of the world of different languages should be able to take my music classes around the world. So right. I'm actually teaching them the difference between a real MC and a toy MC. Either you're going to take this real and be real with yourself, or you're going to just be a gimmick with one stupid record, and then next year you can't come back because, again, you didn't plan that long. Or you got to know the difference between a criminal lawyer and an entertainment lawyer. Like, right. I see everybody's training to teach the music business online, but I think that's focused because I believe that stops the independent, that stops the people from coming up. With MBU, I'm giving you facts. With MBU, I'm telling you this is what you need to do to become an MC. This is, that, this is the oath that you have to take. If you don't take this oath, if you don't take it serious, you need to get out the kitchen. Word. I, I appreciate that because um, part of what Heritage Hip Hop is, we're not just beats and rhymes in hip-hop culture, and we want to connect people with that, that you should know what a Schedule C form is if you're an MC. You should know what it is to be a brand and to be a partner instead of being a slave to a label. Right. Because your signature right. is, it means right. a lot. Right. So, so again, a lot of MCs can't even tell you what's the difference between a major deal and a 360. So right. I break those down. I break those down in my curriculum where I teach you my swing for 25 years that I guarantee me being a music executive, me signing people to deals, me understanding about management, percentages, points, publishing, BMI, ASCAP, CSAC, sound exchange, digital radio, DJing, five elements of the culture. Mm-hmm. Nobody's really putting it down like that. But you continue that legacy on. Even you're teaching now, being with the Heat DJs, and one Wednesday a month, you um you 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 um you gave us the opportunity. You and MJ gave us the opportunity to join and be on that call, and it was an experience that I I thank you for, brother. Thank you very much for that, and I and I plan to continue on with you in that capacity. How has um working with the um Heat DJs um made this even more rewarding for you? Well. Again, without the DJ, there's no MC. True. Without the MC, there's no DJ. Now, if I can't give this record to this DJ, then radio or digital radio wouldn't play me because I don't have a relationship with a DJ. How do I have a relationship with a DJ? This is relationship. This is mm -hmm. showing you how to network. People don't network. All right, pool. Everybody's on the fucking Instagram. Everybody's on this stuff. Everybody's trying to be flossy. Everybody's trying to pop off. Boom. Me, I'm not trying to do all that. Again, I'm thinking outside the box. So I do this call every third Wednesday of the month where I take major artists and independent artists, and I got every label on the call. And it's be, it between 1,900 and 2,500 people on the call. Mm -hmm. And I put dope artists with whatever independent artists that match with the major artists or same wave music waveform. You understand? It's like I'm mixing a record, but I'm putting them all on the phone. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm taking old and new and new and old, and I'm mixing it up on my Heat DJ conference call. Mm. I'm giving the artists opportunity to listen to people that's still in the game go through the same thing they're going through. I'm not selling hopes or dreams or wolf tickets. I'm bringing the industry to you 
to your house, but I'm not doing it in video. I'm doing it by listening because anybody know anything about the music business. If you don't listen to details, you're going to lose. Mm. Facts. Makes sense? That makes perfect sense. But see, even with you doing that, you're also accentuating something that I think is lost in hip-hop, which is paying homage. And even from when you first came out, See, even today, you still pay homage, not only by teaching the culture, but by keeping that sound alive. On your first album, you had Flip Mode Enemy number one, Public Enemy, correct? Right. You have a new single out right now where you loop digital, um, Digable Planets. You want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah, that's dope. You know, I've always been a friend of um, Digable Planets. I always thought that record was dope. I just wanted to chop it because I, I knew nobody else was going to sample it. <laughs> Not so, many people are brave enough to rhyme on that beat, too. You know what I'm saying? But, again, I know the element of the record, so I can rhyme on it because I'm the lyrical lieutenant. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So it's nothing that I'm not adapt to as far as music. Like, I could do that in my sleep. I could right. do it in my sleep. I could rhyme to any record in my sleep. Like, it doesn't, it, it's like, it really, it really doesn't matter. Like, I'm a mutant. For well, everybody out mutant, there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no doubt. And everybody out there who's going to listen to this or listening, the name of the single is called We Go Out. And that's something that you need to hear. And then on the B side, or the second um, follow-up with it is Take a Selfie. You want to talk about that record by chance? Oh, I, that's just, you know, me me um moving forward, letting everybody know it's beyond rhyming. I can I could pretty much rhyme on anything that I want. I'm the Liverpool lieutenant. I can <laughs> Rhyme on Take a Selfie records. I could rhyme on Wild for the Night records. I could rhyme on Trap records. I could rhyme on anything. Once you're a mutant and you're immune to it, it just, you could do whatever. I can be Rampage on Mariah Carey and Alicia Keys. I could be Rampage on Buster Rhymes. I could be Rampage on Rampage. I could be Rampage with Rampage and Digger. Like, I, I can go into... 20 different elements, I can I can go back into time and pull that style back out on those type of records. I know how to do it. I got a couple gold and platinum records on my wall, quite enough, where I've done it 20 million times. It ain't nothing for me. I do it in my sleep. I'm confident on what I do. You have to be confident, artist. You have to be. You don't have no confidence. You cannot be in the music business. You don't have no patience. You can't be in the music business. You don't understand. There's the World Wide Web that can make you understand. Please don't do homeboy operation. I'm passionate <laughs> on what I do. You know what I'm saying? And for everybody out there listening, you define all that by one word. Classic. So before we finish out the before we finish out the interview, I have five questions. I like to fi I like to finish out with and then you know, we we will we'll, we'll have a good time with those. But before we do, do you want to plug your social media, your your projects, and everything that you got? All right. Um, be on the lookout for MBU University. Um, anybody want to do a collaboration with me? Hit my manager up, Money Green Marche. That's M A R S H E A G at Gmail. Um, anybody want to do interviews with me? Want me on their radio stations? On their radio show, hit the number one publicist up, MJ. Um, anybody want to get at me on social media, on Twitter at the Real Rampage, on the Instagram at the Real Rampage, um, Rampage the Last Boy Scout on Instagram, Heat DJ Number One on Instagram, Mix Show Madness on Instagram, um, Roger Rampage McNair on Facebook. All right. So here's our final five questions. What I usually do at the end of interviews, I have like a um, rapid fire, which is not yes or no questions. They're questions that's more devised on you as the MC and what you see from the culture and inside of yourself. Um, you're, you're an established artist, so I can't give you the um, questions I give an independent artist. So I made these five questions up for you in particular based on your career and who you are. So you ready to go? We good? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. Question number one. Everybody from Brooklyn represents Brooklyn to the point where everybody in the world knows Brooklyn or from Brooklyn. <laughs> I got a cousin from Brooklyn or something, right? And Brooklyn, Brooklyn is synonymous with 
a lot of what hip hop culture is defined as. Mm-hmm. I ask you, as an MC who came from Brooklyn, who were your top five MCs that ever came out of Brooklyn, including yourself? Well, excluding you, because you're going to be number one on the list, as you should be. Um, special Ed. Mm-hmm. Chub Rock. Mm-hmm. Buckshot Shorty. Mm. Most Def. Mm. Talib Kweli. Okay. Brother okay. J from X. No, Brother J from X Clan. Very slept on genius. Um, Jimmy Spicer. Yep. Uh. Uh. Whistle. Okay. Who? Houdini. Mm-hmm. Um. 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 Buster Rhymes. Oh, mm-hmm. Um, did, did I say Biggie? Nope. <laughs> Biggie. Okay. Um, um J-Boo the Damager. Beast. Um, um, Black Moon. Smith mm-hmm. & Wesson. Mm-hmm. Sean Price. R.P. Um. Um. MC Light. Mm-hmm. Sweet Tea. Mm. Uh, um. Um. It's a lot of y'all. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Internet. Yeah. Hold on. Um. Um, um, now Scratch. Okay. Um, um, Fabulous. Hmm. Um, um, that's it. Okay. And the point being that I asked you that question is because I have a theory, because, like I said, I'm from Jersey, and I believe Jersey is some of the most lyrical, proficient MCs ever, from especially Essex County. Essex County area is too shout white. Out, shout out to my dude, um, Young Z, Pace One. All right, shout out to the outsiders. Those, yeah. Yeah, so I, I believe that. But when I look at Brooklyn, I look at New York Jay-Z. City. Jay-Z, 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 Jay-Z. Oh, shout out to the great Jay-Z. I look at I look at New York City as the Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings. That y'all have a right. kingdom where you have to fight to be proficient inside of your kingdom before you transverse the world, right? Right. So when you came out, which is a question, the second question I have to ask you, when you came out and made your name, how did you make sure you represented Brooklyn when you traveled and hit the stage rather than just being on a song? Because, you know, the way I was spitting that Brooklyn gritty, you know what I'm saying? That's what mm-hmm. I call it, the Flatbush gritty, you know what I mean? The heavyweight Brooklyn bomber, that's that Flatbush tunnel slap you in your face. You know it's, it, it's from New York, you know that grit, you know what I'm saying? It's a certain type of analog sound I got. When I get it, like, I, I, I ride the wave, man. I get on it like I'm on a surfboard, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, it's that gritty, it's that grime, it's that street authentic, it's that Mitchell and Ness, it's that, you know what I mean? It's that, it's just, <laughs> no, hey. it's hard to explain it. It's just, it's just rough and rugged, you know what I'm saying? It has a Big Daddy Kane also. I'm still thinking of these people, you know. Yeah, it's I mean? a lot of y'all. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then look, here's my third question. I, I'm going to ask you this question as a fan. Okay? As a person who listens to your music, or listens, I should say, the one thing I appreciate about you is Rampage can make a song where he's rough, raw, gritty, but he can also make a song where you dance. You had a song with Billy Lawrence. You had a song with with, with Mariah Carey, and even the song Pound Cake. 
you got songs where you can bounce and not just Alicia have to Keys. just nod your head. I mean, Alicia Keys, Alicia shout out Keys to her. Right. You you got you got songs where you can you not you don't only fall into that one category. You're giving people the ability to party, move, dance, appreciate your sound, and bounce. Why is being why is being versatile necessary? Where a lot of these MCs out now just want to have that one trap beat and not spread their wings. Say it again. Why is it necessary for an MC to spread their wings and be versatile rather than just try to catch that one vibe trap beat sound? Mm. Well, I, I can't speak for everybody else. You just got to be lyrically inclined, and you got to be versatile. You have okay. to always be able to be flexible as an MC. And what I mean is you could do some hardcore stuff. Like, let me show you how I do my format. I could just, I could do 10 hard records. I could t do 10 R&B records. I could do 10 slow records. I could do 10 Jamaican records. I could do 20. I do that like an exercise when I'm doing records and I'm writing records for or I'm ghost writing for somebody. I can get in any lane. I'm a mutant. I'm a flip mode mutant. Like, I can do anything. If the record is trap, I can rhyme trap, but I can keep it me. A lot of people can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, I can get a, I can get an Alicia Keys record. I hear the beat one time. I know... I don't need to go hard on this record. I need to go real smooth, but I have to be me when I'm doing it, you know, and I have to have key points I'm, because I'm listening. I, I, I'm understanding the details of the record. I listen to the record before I go because I, I know how I want to be portrayed. You know what I mean? True. Okay. I respect that, which leads me to my fourth question, which is, being that you're able to bounce back and forth, when was it that you felt your first victory in hip-hop to let you know that not only can you do this, but you're proficient in this? What was my first victory? Mm-hmm. Um, my first victory was, like, like when, when did I know that this thing was going to go, go, go? Well, that is your question. You tell me how you take it. I'm not going to define well, you. Well, when I when we when we first dropped Flavor in Your Head, I, I didn't think, you know, at the time, because I was thinking about another record, but then I jumped on another record, which was a feature that was really major around the world. And by me listening to it and meeting different people around the world, and at that time we had the Yo! TV Raps, and we had the Rap City, Oh my God, man! I like that thing was on extra glow, man. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? '94 was the year, man. Like, that was a great year for me. '94 yeah. was a good year for me. I came in in '92, but I really came in it. I really, you know, it took me two years later to really get my bones. So, Flavor in Your Air was the record that kind of catapulted me and put me in, put me in that, put me on that level. I, I had to get my ring on that record. You know what I'm saying? I had to get the chip on that. So that was like one of the records that put me on the on that platform, and I just stayed. Where I mean, one testimony that I'm gonna I'm gonna give you to just reinforce what you said is there's songs where people would do songs together, and somebody and somebody's verse may get skipped because you heard it too many times, or you just wasn't feeling it. Nobody ever skipped your verse. So salute to you on that. All right. Oh, 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 oh. I gotta rewind that. And the reason why they never skipped my verse was I went third. Notice that I went third on that record. Mm -hmm. That was the best time to go on that record. I couldn't go last. I couldn't go with Elwin. I couldn't go last because Bus dominates that like Biggie, you know, when he goes through his verse, it's just, ah. He's like, oh, my <laughs> God, it's hard to come back. And then Mac is just, ah. Welcome to the back. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. it, just notice it went Craig and went Biggie, and it's kind of hard going after Biggie. But I understood that was either you fall, you win, or you lose. Man, right. I wasn't going to lose that one, bro. 
question since football is coming back is um lord have and rock marcy gonna be on those um lord have mercy it's okay on the album okay to rock mars too yeah he's, a, he's a beast everybody everybody like you know okay people, i can't even tell you man you just gotta wait oh well, i'm waiting for it what i'm gonna say is ain't nobody fucking with that album my dude i'm gonna keep All that right. a billion with you well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you follow us at Heritage Hip Hop when it comes out, and you we we can have that conversation when it drops. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Definitely. But here's my here's my last question, and I thank you for this interview. Shout out to MJ for making this happen. MJ, you are amazing. Um, here's my last question. This is the most important question I ask everybody that comes on Heritage Hip Hop. Um, Rampage, you have been around the world and back. You have created worlds, and you have basically changed worlds because your lyrics have inspired people to rhyme, and you're also helping people like C-Red and even people like me touch hip-hop where we never thought that we would. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. But unfortunately, our lives on this world are very temporal. One day we're not going to walk the earth, and, and, and we're going to be remembered by what we leave behind. So somebody may find the last Boy Scout or Pound Cake or, we, or, we, or, or, or Selfie or, or, you know, we, we'll find uh, Heritage Hip Hop's interview where you spoke and they got to hear your story. Right. My question to you is, okay, my, my question to you is, what is the legacy that you left behind and made the world better because you did hip hop? How did you make that the world more, more better because you existed? You hit it because I existed. That's mm. it. Because I existed. I, you know, again, I, I got an opportunity. I took it. I wasn't scared. I walked straight. I believe in, you know, I believe in being at the right place at the right time. So, and just to let you know that it's not over, so I can't te really tell you that until I just completely don't do hip-hop no more. Mm. Because I have more stuff coming by and it's going to come so melodic and mysterious that everybody's going to really get it. But at the end of the day, it's what you said. It's what you said. That I can't even go past that. It's what you said. That's wow. what it is. All right. I can't, because, again, I'm not done. You know, I'm not. I'm still rocking. I'm still living. You know, I contribute a lot already, but you ain't seen nothing yet. Word. I'm still working. I'm still, I'm still in the physical. I ain't, you know. But if if, if something shall happen in between, hmm, I got well over a thousand records, man. Yeah, I got Damn. well over. I've been a part of some great stuff that ain't nobody ever ever gonna be over the top. I've been in hmm. rooms with a lot of billion, trillion, zipping MCs. 
I've been in, I've been on, I've been on records that I got opportunities to be on that a lot of people could only wish if they was in these sessions. So I'm grateful for that, but I'm not done. So I can't really answer that, but you did answer it for me. Because I'm not done. It, it ain't done. I'm not done. I'm like KRS One. I'm gonna rock this shit till I'm motherfucking sixty. <laughs> All right. Well, for everybody out there that's listening and has listened to this great interview, we both thank you for tuning in to Heritage Hip Hop. Make sure you follow us all over your social medias, and make sure you support the Brother Rampage because, like he said, he exists, and hip-hop exists. Hip-hop comes from God, and God manifested himself in our culture. So for everybody out there listening, we say peace, and we out. Once again, thank you from Karev of Heritage Hip Hop for listening to our podcast interview with Rampage, the lyrical lieutenant of the Flip Mode Squad. Before we leave, we want to say a special shout-out to our team. Shout out to Transparent Credit Repair, Fatty's Place, Diamonds LLC, Wildfire Marketing. We also like to give a shout out to the Big A Show and everybody affiliated with Heritage Hip Hop. If you would like to be affiliated, you can visit www.heritagehiphop.com where with free membership, not only do you get to see one of the best websites that represents New Jersey hip hop, but you get all the perks that comes with membership like getting Heritage Hip Hop Playlist number three, where we highlight some of the best artists that are going to become your future favorites from the music genre. And we have a members only page where this month we are highlighting Julius Pimpin and Chill Lounge. You could get Dilla at the Movies mixtape. Shout out to Chill Lounge and Julius Pimpin with his new single, Long Spoons, out right now. If you would like to contribute to Heritage Hip Hop, please go to the website. We have a donate button there. We have a cash app. And um, we're here for you, the hip hop culture. Hip hop is God and God is everywhere. So to honor our God, we do good by our fellow man, by keeping the beats hot, the rhymes necessary, and the movement going forward. Also, if you like to some of this heritage hip hop apparel that we have, you could go to www.storefrontier.com forward slash heritage hip hop for our New Jersey hip hop shirts, our heritage hip hop shirts and hoodies. And you just want to look good and represent the team. We there for you. So to everybody out there listening, once again, we thank you and stay tuned because we got new interviews coming and Corona doesn't stop us. Make sure you stay safe out there. You're protecting yourself. You're washing your hands and you're staying distant. Six feet away or six feet under. Either way, it'll change your life. So for everybody out there listening, we say peace and we out.